This show contains mature and sexual content matter, which may be inappropriate for some younger listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Get ready for Gaywire on CJSR, queer radio that recruits. Hey there. Hi, Alexa. Hey, <laughs> JD. Uh, we're at Gaywire on CGSR. Yes, we are. Yeah. I'm panting because I ran in. I know. It was down to the to the yeah. wire. No, I was... Oof. Oof. Oh, if yeah. only these puns were planned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a ton of news. There's a lot going on and a special guest. We have a guest today. Woo! Yeah. Do you want to introduce the guest now? Or? Well, um, let the guest introduce himself. <laughs> well, hey there. I am Pub Nerd. I am the president and founder of Yegpa in Edmonton. What is Yegpa? Well, uh, Yegpa is an organization, uh, I guess it's an acronym that stands for Edmonton Pups and Handlers. We are an LGBT orientated, uh, I guess, kink group for. Puppy play. I guess the overarching thing is actually pet play there. So, okay, so backing up, what's puppy play then? Because <laughs> you knew I was going to ask you that. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, well, uh, puppy play is, I guess, a kink again, part of pet play where one regresses or, you know, acts out as an animal. Um, it's not always sexual, sometimes can be, but uh, yeah. And so, is this the same as furries, or is it? <laughs> that's what, um, that that is like, p- are you a subset of, of furries, no. or is it different? It's yeah. more of a subset of the leather community. Uh, I do believe uh, pet play or pup play in general uh, started from a need back back in the day when you know some sort was like, well, how can I demean you more mm-hmm. than being just a boy? Well, now you're an animal. You can no longer speak, and you have to crawl around on all fours. And then it kind of just evolved from there. It's its own genre. Um, a lot of people do call it the new leather um, because it is a very fresh, new style of leather that has been very popular. Yeah, I'll have to fully admit that when JD brought it up, like I feel like I know queer stuff, but I was like, I have to Google that. <laughs> like, I had no clue. Yeah. Um, you just said, I'm sorry to interject, but you said, like, it's pup play, but people can be a whole bunch of different animals. Yeah. Is that... Yeah, yeah? they definitely can be. Um, I know lots of cats. Cats are jerks. <laughs> Not actually. Um, but, like, all all real cats are, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> I have a cat. Yeah, I know, Jake. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I can see the parallels with the leather community then. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the and s- it, submissive and dominant. Yeah, yeah. And similar it, to the handler-pup relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, sorry to get back to what you had said, mm-hmm. um, it is different than being a furry. Um, you know, the furries go out there and portray a character that they create hmm. um, and you know, kind of disassociate themselves from themselves, which I guess can kind of sound similar to being a puppy, but being a puppy is still you, uh, but just more primal, animalistic, um, less cutesy. <laughs> yeah, like less cartoonish, is that yeah, fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I, but I mean, it's a very fine line, and uh, I mean, both communities are amazing, so. Mm-hmm. Cool. So keeping in mind that it's 
606. What are some of the things that pup, what's involved in puppy play? I mean, we're on radio in people's cars, yes. yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I know you said it's not all sexual. Mm. No, so, no, absolutely not. Um, all right, so in puppy play, um, basically, uh, you just get down on all four and go at it, romp around, um, you know, act like a dog. Um, it's You'd be surprised, but it, it it's not like, oh, here I'm playing pretend. It, it really gets into your head, and it mm-hmm. really gets you into what people call um, a headspace or a subspace or, 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 you know, something like that where where you've really soaked into this and it's just become you. So it, it can be very, very good. Is the, like, I imagine it can be one other person or multiple people, but would they, would they like be humans in that scenario or are they like dominant dogs or how does that work or is it like every combination was that one of your questions jd <laughs> no no but i'm sure he yeah, yeah that's actually yeah, that's, yeah I, I think that's one of his questions no, okay. um, no but yeah go ahead so um uh, like with other people how does the interaction work yeah like is, i mean is everyone in the interaction like uh go into sort of a state of mind of being an animal or is it that some people remain in their human state of minds or so how does that work some people um i guess are what you'd call a handler in certain scenarios um where you know they they are the human and they're you know training this animal mm-hmm. so it's not like them going into a headspace it's them kind of helping guide the pup through their headspace and you know yeah you know, build that relationship. Um, there are a lot of different types of pups out there, though. Um, you know, think of like, uh, what's a good example? A wolf pack. You know how they'd have like an alpha, beta, gamma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it really does go down there. Um, you know, an alpha pup uh, would definitely be more dominant and, you know, in charge. Mm-hmm. You have your betas who, who want to follow, um, can take the lead sometimes, and go so on and so forth. So, yeah, and that's kind of how they can get interact with each other. Cool. So does Yegba ha- have wolf packs? Like, are there? I wouldn't. We don't really call them wolf packs. We just call them packs. Um, so Yegpa itself is just an organization uh, that promotes an inclusive space for everybody to feel comfortable with who they are and be, you know, giving them good resources and and just community in a sensible way for this. Um, A pack is something that you, you know, really more just form with somebody that you're really close with or a group of people that you're really close with. Like for myself, I've actually started a pack with a friend recently and, uh, you know, we're growing that as the more we find people that really mean a lot to us and we want to grow with and you know, go into yeah. play together. So it's kind of like, I mean, if there, I can draw a parallel, like, aren't there like families in the drag community or? Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like, uh, I don't know, a drag house, you know? Drag house. Thank you. I mean, you know, I'm actually for, for another example, my, uh, uh, pack name is the Aurora pack. So, yeah. Cool. So you do adopt, like, names, and then obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, it becomes a certain thing within that pact. Yeah, it would be very much like a drag house. Exactly, yeah. and just like just like drag house, some people take on people's names. Sometimes pups will take on other pups' hood colors. Oh, okay. Because the hoods can be any different color you want. Mm-hmm. So. So, okay, so tell me about the hoods then. Because I've seen, <laughs> I mean, if you Google puppy play, um, you will see pictures of the hoods. 
Okay, well, I know we're on radio. Keeping, yeah, uh, on radio. And, I can, and nobody can see my hood that I'm holding up right now. Yep. But um, hoods are a means of anonymity, a means of really going into that headspace. When you put it on, like, I can tell you it's, it's magical. <laughs> it really is. Um, and it, it kind of just brings you down into that space of being an animal. Um, there's so many different styles. Like currently the one that I have is a full around my head. It's it kind of completely encases my head. It's made of neoprene. Mm -hmm. I also have one made of leather in my backpack right now. So I mean, they can be made of a ton of different things, but then there's others where, you know, they're just pieces like maybe ears on a strap that connect to like a snoot and mm. you know, just yeah. stand, sit on your head. So yours is, I'm looking at it right now, and there's, like, part camouflage on it. Yeah. And then white also. <laughs> and white. So is that, what are those? Those. Are those, do they mean something, or? To some people, yes. Um, the colors you choose for your hood can sometimes be considered as flagging, um, for as much as you may know about flagging. So mm -hmm. you're flagging different things. Um, for me in particular, it was a stylistic choice. Um, the camo makes me feel proud for Alberta because <laughs> yeah. Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the white is just crisp and clean and it kind of brings a pop. But you know, and that's just my aesthetic and my style going into it. Mm -hmm. So just like my puppy mate when he uh when he picked his hood out, he ended up getting camo and white, and then he threw some orange in there because he works on heavy, heavy-duty machinery and stuff like that. Again, a nod to masculinity in Alberta. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question. So yeah. We've drawn parallels with the other community, with the drag community. Is, it, is this a gay thing? Or is... Like, uh, gay as in just... Yeah, just men. Uh, no. No, absolutely not. Um... For example, actually, uh, one of my employees, I'm not going to name names, yeah. <laughs> one of my employees <laughs> uh, is actually on the board for Yegpaw. They help start up Yegpaw with me. Um, and, I mean, they're non-binary, so they choose no gender, and then that's that's perfectly fine. We have female pups and kittens. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's really just everybody. Everybody and anybody. We don't discriminate at all. We we try to be as completely 100% inclusive as we absolutely possibly can. And so, okay, so then maybe my question should have been, is this a queer thing then? Like, is this... No. This is something that happens just at gay bars, or... I would say we choose uh, gay bars uh, just, just because it's not that we're, we're only queer. It's that I think... You know, pup play being on the fringe, and I find that queer communities are a bit more accepting of those fringes um, and willing to open us, uh, eh, willing to accept us with open arms. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it's a bit more comfortable. However, that being said, um, places like the Black Dog, you know, just a pub on White Avenue in Edmonton here, they've, they've welcomed us to uh, come do stuff there as well. So it, it's kind of like... Mm. I you hope know. they would, given their name. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you? That's cool. So, but so you think so? There are straight pups. Oh, absolutely. And in, in five years, it'll be a, straight, a mainstream straight thing. Well, <laughs> I mean, or, I don't, I don't know. Or will this stay stay within the kind of the queer community? I'm just. I mean, it, it'll it'll end up wherever pessimistic. it's going to end up, and I I, mm. I don't know if it's going to be completely queer dominated for forever, but it's been around for a long time and it's going to be around I feel for a very long time to come. Do you have like a sense of when it started I guess like or when it sort of emerged in a 
You know what? I I wish I knew more about the history in that aspect myself. It's it's still a learning process. I myself, what is it? I started Yegpaw two, three years ago, mm. and I've been in to pub play for five. So it's still still a lot of learning for me. But that's the more I the more I get into it, the more I go to different places and visit. Uh, I learned things like that. I still, I, I, th- I think it, uh, I think it originated back like, oh, I want to say 60s or sooner too. You know, when the, mm. that whole leather scene really did come about. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the gay underground um, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, okay, speaking of Yegpa then, do you, uh, do you have any events coming up? Like if people, if this sounds interesting to anybody, what can they do to get involved? Yeah. And I didn't know that I, I mean, that it happens in bars. I honestly didn't know that either. Is that like the primary place where this happens? Or do you do like, is it in private? I imagine it also happens in like homes and stuff like that where people um, get together. For the most part, we we try not to do it in people's homes just because, you know, it'll it'll feel a bit uninviting for anybody who wants to come out to yeah, that's events fair. and stuff like yeah. that. But um, I'm pulling up my events right now. <laughs> <laughs> um do you have a website? I want to look it up. We do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to admit it's not the most amazing in the world. Yegpa, <laughs> uh, so Y-E-G-P-A-H dot com. Yeah, like if somebody wants to do something, if somebody wants to be a puppy or get involved in puppy play, what is one of the first steps they can do? Not even, even, not even an event. What can they do? Reach out. Um, I don't know, depending on what kind of social media people like to use, we are on Facebook, um, we are on Telegram, <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys know what Telegram in is, but... No clue. Super, <laughs> super, super, super big app uh, that's kind of like what? invaded by furries and puppies and okay. kinksters alike. Oh, I think it's okay. because it's a very secure app that people prefer specifically to go in there. Oh, that's really interesting, yeah. That is, yeah, um, a site called FetLife. Uh, we also make announcements on Twitter, um, and I think we do Tumblr. I'd have to ask my social media manager for that one. Mm-hmm. We have somebody who specifically works on just that, which is not me, if you <laughs> can tell. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know what Telegram was, so we're good. So first step, reach out. Don't go buy your neoprene hood right away. <laughs> not, well, not right away. I mean... Figure out if it's for you. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the big thing. Um, something that somebody told me once that's always resonated with me is, is gear is admired but not required. Right. Um, you know, because mm-hmm. because really putting that pressure on somebody to spend all that money mm-hmm. just to pay to be a puppy. That's not that's not what the community's about. I feel it's, like it's like anything. Like if you want to start playing racquetball, like rent your racket first and then <laughs> see if you like it. You know, before yeah. you make the investment. It's really. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know if you could Maybe rent Maybe some hood. puppy stuff you don't want to rent. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if you could rent your hood, but you can go. I mean, the fact that it's like open and it's, that also makes it economically accessible too, right? That mm-hmm. there isn't this requirement that you like have all of the gear. So I, yeah, another question I had, I guess, is like you're saying sort of like you came to know it about five years ago um, and it obviously has a, a long history. Um, how big is the community in Edmonton? Like, do you have a sense of... I know that's a hard question to answer, but, like, it's... Yeah. It's funny, because uh, I always think I have a grasp on how big the community is, but then, bam, <laughs> pups come out of the woodwork, or pets. You mm-hmm. know, not just pups. But, yeah, it's pretty big. I would say one of our bigger events, we've had about 
25 people attending. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, to me, for Edmonton, for something that's still so new and... I think that's pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot of queer events in Edmonton that get 25 people and are like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's awesome. I've seen, and, you know, to, like, to give you a better scope of it, too, like, I was just in Seattle. I had over 50 people, like, well over, like, you were kind of pushing your way through. Mm-hmm. Um, for, it, it was a mosh. Um, for more information, because I know, I know this guy's going to ask me here, yeah. but um, <laughs> a mosh is, uh, think of it like, a big space for a bunch of pups just to play like toys everywhere you'll usually have mats down so people don't hurt their knees um and people popping out and just like playing with toys pushing each other over mm-hmm. dog stuff <laughs> it's a hard dog life i know when you see how dogs play you're like yeah it looks like a good time yeah yeah they know how to do it yeah <laughs> some days we just we just want to be a dog yeah that's true. why why human i know yeah, yeah I, have, I have one more question mm-hmm. if Bears say woof. What do pups say? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I mean, bears can get their own word. They say woof, that's established. Well, I think pups started it, but fine. Okay. Whatever. So so pups say woof too? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's how you can greet a pup. Okay. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you can. Just woof and they'll probably bark right back at you. I like it. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. I mean, like it is, um, I think to actually hear about it instead of just sort of like hearing random snippets of things and making your own assumptions. Mm -hmm. Um, Also the assumption that I fully had too, that it was like connected to the furry community and it's not and in interesting ways. It's connected to other parts of the queer community, which is really cool. Very deep rooted. Yeah. Do you have any other questions, JD? No. Thanks for coming out. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you so much.